0: All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. Today, I have Dr. Michael Weatherly with us, and he owns and operates C5BDI, which is a consulting company that is disrupting federal government procurement. He is a serial entrepreneur and university professor. And most importantly, Michael is passionate about giving back to the community and exploring the world with his family. So welcome to the show, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be on the show. Of course, man. Grateful to have you here. Uh, let's jump into the first one, Michael. The first one I got for you is what is the best story from your life that has an underlying valuable message? Oh,
1: that's a really good question. Um, so yeah, I think one of the really underlying tones and themes across pretty much my life is never take no for an answer. So, uh, I was actually born with a pretty rare disease as a kid and, uh, the doctors told my mom I'd never walk and I'd definitely never run. And my mom at an early age pretty much taught me to never take no. So I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Forrest Gump, but there's the the uh, leg things that he had to wear in the movie.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: So I, so I had to have those on as a kid. I also had to wear shoes with a bar between them to help correct my – pretty much from the waist down. And so, yeah, anyways, long story short, went on to have a good career in college baseball. Try to try to go pro. Blew my knee out. Pretty much was the rest his history. Had to get a real job like everybody else. But those dreams were dashed. But just kind of carry that mentality on into my now business kind of entrepreneurial type lifestyle. So always just there's always a yes. You just got to find it. You got to keep working to find it. So never take no for an answer. From an early uh, early age on, learned kind of that lesson and have always kind of and trying now to instill that same kind of lesson into my case.
0: Wow, man! Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, the next one I got for you is what is the most valuable piece of information that we should know that's within your expertise or industry?
1: Oh, wow. That's a good question and very pertinent to kind of the, the, uh, changing landscape in federal government contracting, which is kind of my, you know, uh, I have a couple businesses with a couple guys that I played baseball with in college, kind of going back there again, i owned a bar and restaurant, uh, own a real estate company, but our, my wife and I now own a consulting company. And we're helping uh, government and industry pretty much come together. We, so we serve as kind of like a tech scout for government to find innovative technologies to bring forward to support uh, not only the defense sector but also to uh, you know other other federal agencies within government. But there's a there's a big disconnect in kind of the innovation side of all the R and D money that's spent in federal contracting and actually bringing that out to a commercialized kind of marketplace and so taking things that have been developed on government r&d and then bringing that out to the commercial sector and then the whole procurement process as mentioned kind of in the intro is just it's bad it's been bad ever since george washington was president and my company's trying to change that and we're doing that with some pretty innovative uh, procurement contract type vehicles that the government has they've had forever but they know little about and so my team is educating government educating industry And on a daily basis, beating the street, beating the bushes, not only here in the U.S., but across the pond in Europe as well. We do a lot with NATO. And so uh, those two main contract vehicles are called SBIR, Small Business Innovation Research, and then OTA, Other Transaction Authority. And if you Google those two things, you'll see there's a lot of press right now going on with those two types of contract mechanisms. And my team, I like to think, is the uh, leading industry experts in those two uh fields we actually just got invited to the pentagon to speak to uh the cio of the navy and a couple of the undersecretaries of the navy actually on monday uh we briefed the pentagon every month for the last year briefing high le- high levels of leadership in nato and so uh, most importantly we're having a lot of fun doing it so that's kind of that's kind of our niche what we do and what we're trying to get word out on
0: damn brother that is awesome
1: <laughs> yeah it's really cool man we're having a lot of fun so yeah we, uh, we have a pretty fun company culture we do a lot of movie quotes we uh uh, we give all of our clients, we work with code names, which is a sports team. Uh, it's a major league or NBA or NFL sports team. So, you know, when, when we're out meeting with people, we're saying, you know, we got a meeting with the Yankees, we're meeting with the heat, we're meeting with the Rangers. <laughs> people are like, are these guys really working with the Yankees? Not yet. That's the answer. Not yet.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, brother. Um, so what, what's your best piece of overall business advice? or so not necessarily industry specific.
1: Yeah, good, good one. Uh, so, you know, kind of going back to the never take no for an answer, kind of carrying that forward, but just to kind of switch gears, I think it's really know your customer. So I actually was on a call earlier this morning. I'm uh, going to be part of a panel next week, a uh, big panel, kind of talking about some of the things I just mentioned on the last question. But it's really understand your your end user, your end customer. One of the questions I got was, you know, we're a small business and we, we want to work with these big businesses. And in the federal contracting space, the answer there was, well, Is that your end user? Is that your end stakeholder who's going to have the money? Well, no. In that case, it's the government customer. Okay, well, you need to understand your government customer's needs. And that's applicable across the spectrum. You know, I mean, I I love Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, all these guys that are out there. I think they've all kind of got the same message when it comes to sales, business development, marketing. It's you have to know your end user. You have to know their needs. You have to touch their pain points. And then you have to bring forward a, a value proposition to why you can support those needs. Someone once told me the secret to getting what you want is to help everybody else get what they want. I'm a firm believer in that. And I think if you have that first and foremost as a methodology in your business plan, then you're going to be just fine. The money will come as long as you're helping the customers get what they want.
0: And if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be?
1: <laughs> That's a really good question. I'm talking about business, right? <laughs>
0: Uh, no, it could be, it could be anything. It could be personal. if you want to go there? <laughs>
1: yeah, no, no, just, just joking around. Yeah. Um, no, really, yeah, really good question. Um, so I think, I think the, I think the answer there would be if I were to look back on, you know, kind of the younger me and kind of where I am now, I, I'm I'm always looking to push the envelope. And I think my advice to the younger me would be you are where you're supposed to be. Someone once told me that, I think that's a good piece of advice because I think, especially when we talk about entrepreneurs, and and especially with the the generation today that's kind of coming up, they're you know patience is not a virtue and it's all one we have to learn over time. But you know you'll you'll be ready when you are ready. However, don't let that stop you, right? So always look to push the envelope, but at the same time, don't you know be patient. It'll come when it comes, and if you keep pushing out there, it will eventually come around. So I think that's one piece of advice because I know I've always kind of tried to rush and. And be on to the next thing. But at the same time, too, we need to absorb all the information and material that we're getting currently because then that's going to serve us well as we get older. And I'm still trying to, you know, live by that lesson today. So if I was to look in the future, the future of me hopefully would be giving me the me now that same advice.
0: Mm. And then I'm um, kind of going a little bit down a different path. In your opinion, what is the key to happiness?
1: Oh, the key to happiness is to. Well, from a business standpoint, I think is to have a work-life balance. I spent a lot of time overseas in Europe. Europeans have a way different kind of culture and mindset when it comes to work in general. It's all about, you know, living in the moment, being in the moment, whether that's work or family, you know, you've got to really, because, you know, a lot of people when they're at work, they're thinking about being at home. And when they're at home, they're thinking about being at work. I think the key, we, we need both. We have to have a balance. And I think the key to happiness and the key to success is to no matter what, what walk walk of life you're in or what time or what walk of life you're in, you have to focus on that moment. I think that's the key to success because if you can throw everything you have into your work and or your family, then, you know, everything else will take care of itself.
0: And uh, what is the best book that you've read? And what was the number one thing you learned from that?
1: Oh man. So last year I made a, it's kind of actually how I got hooked up uh, to you was from Jeff Seams who I, who's now over in Asia and I've met him in Germany uh, he posted something on LinkedIn not long ago after the first year. So I challenged myself last year. I always I always do a really big New Year's resolution. Last year, I ran 100 books. Uh, and so he asked me to uh, talk about my top five. And one of these was one I read a long time ago, and that's The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. That book pretty much changed my life, I think, That one, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I read a long time ago, really opened my eyes to the way money works and finance and just investing in general. And then recently, one of the best books I've read is The One Thing, uh, which is now, I think, an international bestseller. That's a really good book. But those three probably are kind of top three on my list with a whole bunch of other really close seconds.
0: Yeah, man. Those are all awesome books. And the uh, 4-Hour Workweek changed my life as well. So anybody listening, definitely highly recommend all three of those um the next one i got for you is what is your favorite quote and why
1: uh so favorite quote fortune favors the bolt enough said i think hopefully from just a few minutes we've been talking i think you that one's been around a long time and i think it uh it's got a lot of uh it's got a lot of history behind it definitely you know whether it's history sports academia technology you know fortune somehow somehow tends to get behind people that are willing to get out there and take a risk and obviously that's seen you know from the elon musk to the bill gates to the you know whoever's of the world that are changing the world that's i think that's a really good quote to live by
0: absolutely brother dude thank you so much for coming on the last one i have for you before we let you go is where can our audience best find you online
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, the company uh, www.c5bdi.com is where to get us from a corporate standpoint. I'm on LinkedIn. I think if you just Google Dr. Michael Weatherly LinkedIn, but it's pretty much LinkedIn.com backslash Dr. Weatherly, I think is probably the easiest way to get to me. I'm connected to, I think, almost over 6,000 people on the LinkedIn platform. It's pretty much what I use the most to communicate, uh, but also emails find M Weatherly, M-W-E-A-T-H-E-R-L-Y at c5bdi.com always happy to have a chat and talk business that's what i love
0: awesome man thanks again for jumping on
1: all right thanks a lot tyler i really appreciate it Had a lot of fun thank you have a great day